We're continuing Shimuel Aleph. We're in the 14th chapter, the first pasuk of the 14th chapter. Last chapter, what happened? First pasuk of the 14th chapter. We did, we did chapter 13. What happened in chapter 13? Yeah. In chapter 13, the Shaul made the big blunder of not waiting for Shimuel to come to Gilgal. Right, he was in Gilgal. They were about the the Pilishtim were getting ready to attack. Okay, basically, basically, what's going on is the Pilishtim were always enemies of Bnei Israel, um, and now that Shaul has become king, that's going to be the main job for for him to defend Bnei Israel against the Pilishtim. So the battle we're about to witness is like the main purpose, one of the main purposes of Shaul's reign, because the Pilishtim are the main enemy. Yonatan begins the battle. By killing a representative of the, of the Pelishim. The Pelishim gather a gigantic force. What it was like, 30,000 people or something like that. They, they gather a gigantic force and they start to approach Bnei Israel. In the meantime, King Shaul is waiting in Gilgal. Now Shemuel had warned him, wait for me to come before you begin the battle. But Shemuel, they're waiting and the seventh day comes and Shemuel is late. Because he's, uh, the time that he had told him was seven days. And he comes, he's not, the seventh day comes and he's still not there. So Shaul begins the preparations for battle. He, he does a sacrifice and prays to God for the success of the battle. And then while he's doing the sacrifices, Shimuel shows up and he says, what happened? I thought you were supposed to wait for me. And Shaul says, oh, but the people were leaving. The people were getting nervous because the Pilishtim were approaching. So the people were scared and they were leaving. And... Um, Shemuel gets very upset at Shaul and he says, uh, you did not listen to the word of God. Hashem will choose a new king that will go more in his path than you. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, they still have to win this battle. So uh, well, the only thing we do know, other than that Shaul messed up on this, is that Bnei Israel were at a huge disadvantage from the Pilishtim because the Pilishtim had all the armory. All of the smiths in Israel that had been in Israel were restricted, they were not allowed to do business, they had to go and work in the Philistine area. And therefore they had no weaponry, they had no armory, they had no, they had no smiths who could mold metal. So uh, the only people who have armory and, and uh, weapons are Shaul and Yonatan. Okay? So the battle doesn't look good. In the meantime, Bnei Israel, we know, are running away. They've gone into the areas of Dan, of, sorry, of Gad, and they've gone into the territories east of the Jordan River, and they're hiding in, in caves and in all these random places because they know that the battle, that there's no hope to win this battle against the Pelishim. And that is how chapter 14 begins. It's Bnei Israel, they're at an ominous place. They're uh, in uh, Gilgal, and they are... Uh, there's, low there, there's, there's low morale in the army They all expect that they're going to lose And nothing is looking good for them Okay, that's the beginning of chapter 14 And that's where we are mm-hmm. Okay, chapter 14 You ready? Pasuk yeah. 1, Pasuk Aleph And all, one day Or it was the day Yonatan the son of Shaul says To his uh, helper who carried his stuff His, his uh, weapons let us go and cross over to the place of the Pilishtim. That's over here. That's across this area over here. But he did not tell his, his father Shaul. Okay? So now Shaul, this is something I want to pay attention to all the personalities and where their standing is. Right? Shaul has just lost his reputation with Shemuel. Shemuel just told him that you're not going to be king for much longer. And 
Shaul seems to have lost a lot of confidence in himself as well. Now the fact that Yonatan now goes and and without I don't know I don't know to what extent he knows everything, but he does know that Shemuel was late and he knows that they were I mean, they were waiting for Shemuel and he knows that his father did bring the the korbanot. But 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 Yonatan, what he does for sure see is that the the army of Shaul is very small. Remember, they had a three thousand person army to begin with. Yeah. And a lot of the people were running away whenever Shemuel wasn't coming. So Yonatan was witnessing his father lose grasp of, of the things, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's running, he's going to the Pilishtim seemingly to do something uh, uh, um, in militarily, but he doesn't tell his father. Meaning that tells you what? That maybe he doesn't think his father has the resolve at this point. Not, not worth telling you. Okay, so he doesn't tell his father. And Shaul is sitting at the edge of the giva of the hill, under the rimon. I don't know the type of tree that's in migron. And the people that were with Shaul were six hundred people. Now, how many people did we say were in Shaul's army to begin with? Three thousand. Three thousand. Two thousand. One thousand. Yonatan. Now, how many are there? Six hundred. 600, that's all. 600, that's it. So, so the army has dwindled. And Shaul and Yonatan is not even uh, paying, telling Shaul what's going on anymore. Pasukimu. In the meantime, the third Pasuk is going to tell us some background information. Who was the Kohen Gadol at the time? Achia ben Achituv. Achia, the son of Achituv, brother of Ikavod, ben Pinachas, ben Elia Kohen, a descendant of Elia Kohen through his son Pinachas. Was the Kohen Gadol at the time, Kohen Adonai Beshilo, Nose Ephod, carrying the Ephod, the Amlo Yadaki Allah Yonatan. And nobody knew that Yonatan went, not Shaul and not the 600 men who were with Shaul. This Pasuk just describes the, the, like the, the, the land that was between the Pilishtim and the Jewish people, the Jewish encampment. There were like two like cliffs. And they each had a name. One cliff was called Sene. One uh, cliff was called Botsets. Okay, I don't know why, why we have to know that, but there is some significance to the nature of, like, the physical makeup of the land that was between them. Okay, Pasuk five. Hashena echad matzuk mitzafon mul nechmash vaechad mineged mul gaba. Okay, so these were there were two cliffs, one on this side, one on that side, on uh, and one had Ben Israel, one had the Pelishtim. Okay. Now all of a sudden it becomes Yehonatan with a hey. So Yehonatan says to the servant, to his, his uh, arms bearer, Let us go to the encampment of these uncircumcised people. Maybe Hashem will give us success. Because God has no restriction to save with a small army or with a big army, with a big army or with a small army. Meinonatan says, look, let's go. We'll go figure something out, okay? We're only 600 people and they're 30,000. And it looks like we're all going to die. But let's go. And because you know what? God at the end of the day does not have any restriction in saving with very, very little people. So we don't need to be a big army. We could still succeed, okay? So the, his arms bearer says to him, Do as your heart wishes, go towards that direction. I am going to be with you like your heart. I will be with you at whatever your heart desires. That's what my heart desires. That's what I want to do. Okay, so 
full commitment from his servant. So Yonatan says, we, let's go to the people, to the Pilishtim, and let's make ourselves visible to them. Now visible, not within distance of uh, any danger. Meaning, let's go in a place where we can be visible to them, and we'll be in a place where they can't touch us, but they could see us. Okay? And we'll listen to how they approach us, because they're going to see us. <clears throat> and they're obviously going to say something to us. If they say to us, Domo Adagino Alechem, be quiet, I mean, stay where you are until we come to you. If they tell us to con- that wait in your place and we will come and we will attack you, then that's one possible. Then, then we'll, we'll uh, uh, not go up to them. But if they say, come to us, then we will go. If they say we will come to you, then we we're going to run away. But if they say no, come down and let's 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 fight, then we're going to go and we're we're going to attack them. Because if if they say that, for we know that God has given them into our hands. And this is the sign. This is the sign. Okay, that was the thing Yonatan said. We're going to pause there. Okay, why? What is Yonatan saying here? Why is it that? How does he know? That if they say, come to us and let's fight, that we should go and attack them. But if they say, we will come and attack you, then we shouldn't attack. Then we should, then we should run away. How does Yonatan know that? See the Simani made for himself? Yeah, there's a Gemara that says that, they, that this may be a problematic. But there's a question of what he's trying to do. Is this an omen or is this a strategy? So the Radak says something interesting, which may be the source of the Gemara. You know the Gemara, there's a Gemara that says that, um, that any, any Nachash, any type of omen, which is not like the Nachash that Yehonatan did, it's not like the omen that Yehonatan did, is not considered an omen. Meaning when you're saying what is a, what is a forbidden omen, exactly the standard Yonatan. is to do something like Yehonatan did. So, so what could Yehonatan have done? So uh, we have probably have to discuss it tomorrow. But the Radak says something interesting. He says it from the word that he said because they said, come up to us. I'll, uh, come up to us and do battle. From the fact that they say, come up to us, it means that we will be on top. So he's listening to the words that they say. And he's saying the fact that they said the word come up and he, in reference to us means that we're going to be on top. So that's like an omen because... Just what they just speaking English, so they use this specific word, so that's a sign that we're going to win. So that's that's what the Radak says. But there's another interpretation which we'll do tomorrow. Amen, amen.